everyone. I'm so glad that you're joining me for this podcast, Holistic, where we learn about Jesus together and we're strengthened with the hope of the gospel. Take care. God bless. Welcome, welcome everyone to Holistic. So I just got home not long ago. I was taking my daughter to school and it's a rainy day when I'm recording this. And um, I feel like I just said that weird recording this. I don't know if it sounded weird, but anyway, <laughs> um, I was taking her to school. It's a rainy day. And I had even said to her, oh, we better leave a little early, try to be careful. I feel like every time there is rain, there seems to be um, an accident. I don't know if it's like that where you are, but it it seems like that a lot of times that I'll see at least one, maybe two accidents when there's heavy rain. And it was pretty heavy rain. And so sure enough, I heard the sirens were heading that way. And there was a really bad accident. It looked like maybe about three cars were involved. One of them looked really bad. And I don't know what happened. And um, I didn't see any people, you know, being taken away. Hopefully, everybody is okay. I don't really know at this point. But it was just um, hard to see. You know, sometimes, I don't know if you're like that as well, you see an accident or just hear something happen. Maybe you're kind of sensitive like me and you just really take it to heart. And um, I started to get emotional and, you know, it's right by um, a school. And so I was thinking, was it a, a child, you know, a teenager who was driving? And, you know, the mind started going there, kind of like I talked about last week, how our minds will just go, you know, in this <laughs> bad direction, right? You're picturing everything wrong. I thought it's a young student and um, if they weren't killed, you know, now they're going to be paralyzed, you know, just something horrible. And then you think about the parents and you're thinking, oh gosh, imagine getting that call. And I'm a parent, you know, myself. So I'm imagining that. And then I'm just thinking about everything wrong in the world. And um, sometimes I think we need to do that to just kind of process it all. And it's okay to do that. I really think it is okay to do that, give that to the Lord and just say, God, you know, and that's what I was doing in the car. Oh, Jesus, you know, and I started to cry. And I was just thinking about everything wrong in the world right now. All the sadness. Um, when I'm recording this in March of 2022, there's a situation bad in Ukraine. And I'm thinking, oh, God. Um, and to be honest, I don't think about it enough. Because I'm far enough away that I can just get wrapped up in my own life. But since it's happened, there have been many times where I have been like, oh, I start to get wrapped up in something really small in comparison. And I think, wow, I shouldn't really be complaining about this right now because of the situation that's happening. And so you just feel overwhelmed. Your heart is breaking. Oh, God, why does that have to happen? And you're imagining people, you know, stuck underground and babies and families separated and people dying and you're just like, oh God, it's just so much. It's so heavy. And we can get overwhelmed with everything going on. And so I just started talking to the Lord and praying and crying out. And I thought about my devotion yesterday and in my devotion, um, he was talking about, but dot, 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 but (laughs) that, um, there's a lot of buts in the Bible. Sounds weird to say, but this but mentality, this may look bad, but, or there's this, but. And so often that is to point to God, something bigger. And so, yes, 
our world is falling apart and we're in a fallen world and we can't make sense of it and there is sickness and there's um, wars and there's a lot of bad things and I think it's so good to pick up the word of God, the Bible, and read how the prophets and the men of old also struggled. Now, we're not them exactly. We're not maybe in the same situation, but we can see they were examples for us to show us what to do and what not to do. And so we can read about someone like David who many times called on the Lord and was praying and had struggles. Like he says, how long shall I take counsel in my soul? Or another way of saying that, or wrestle with my thoughts. Having sorrow in my heart daily. But, there's that but mentality. I have trusted in your mercy. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord. And so, yes, something bad, but I know who you are and I'm going to rejoice in who you are. I'm going to sing to you. And he sang often. Or a prophet like Jeremiah in Lamentations where he says, my soul still remembers and sinks within me. So depressed, yes. Bad things happening? Oh, yeah. But he says, this I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. What does he recall to mind? Who God is. He's recalling who he is. Or Habakkuk. He says, the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines. Though the labor of the olive may fail, the field may yield no food. The flock may be cut off from the fold, and there may be no herd in the stalls. So we maybe are like, oh, I can't relate to all that. But we have things that they're not coming um, forward for us or um, coming forth in our lives. But he says, I will rejoice in the Lord, and I will joy in the God of my salvation. So maybe you're not worried about the fig tree or um, the labor of the olive or the field, but maybe you're worried about your job or maybe your marriage is um, seeming to be in trouble right now. And we also have things going on in our life and we can rejoice just like he says there in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. And I think about Jesus who as he went to the cross, called out, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And I want to read that to you um, in one of the accounts where Jesus um, is on his way to be crucified for us. And this is found in Mark fourteen thirty-two. This is the prayer in the garden. It says, then they came to a place which was named Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. So Jesus prayed. When he was troubled, he prayed. He knew the importance of prayer. He often would go away to the Father and pray. So we need to pray as well in our situations and for our world. Mark 14, 
don't stop praying. The enemy shakes when we pray because there's power in prayer. And Jesus knew that. And it says, and he took Peter, James, and John with him, and he began to be troubled and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch. So he knew where he was heading, and his soul was sorrowful. He had heaviness. Yes, he was God, but he was also man. And so he knows what it's like to have pain. We don't have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but he can. And it says he went a little farther and fell on the ground and prayed. There he goes praying again. And he fell. Think about that. He fell to the ground. He was deeply troubled. And he prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, it doesn't say, but he said, it says, and he said. So, yeah, he wanted it to pass from him. But he also prayed, and he prayed, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. And so we have a choice to make when things are happening in our lives. Do we live for us? Do we get caught up in everything that's going on that may be bad? Or do we say, God, what would you have me do? And it's so important that we do that because things happen that can be overwhelming. Like I was saying, even just seeing that accident and feeling so sad, you know, and feeling like, oh God, this world is is so messed up and it just feels too heavy and too big and I don't understand it and I think it's okay we do that but we can't stay there and you know we were given these great examples of what to do and not to do and we were given those examples to teach us we needed to be taught we have to be taught from the Lord how do we handle these situations and things that pop up in our lives. And I heard a pastor just recently preach a message, which I had heard years ago, so it's not a new message. And he was talking about the Bible and and just really our life in general, how it's not all about us. Newsflash, (laughs) this life isn't all about you. And it's so different from what the world would tell us. And when I say the world, I mean, What you're seeing on TV and what you see on the internet and social media and what people might tell you, pick up a magazine, it's all about you, how to be beautiful, what do you need, take me time, self-care, and and all of that, you know, isn't bad to a point, but when it becomes everything, it becomes prideful, and so it really isn't all about us. I hope that you know Jesus, and I hope that he is the center of your life. Because we need him. He is our hope. And this life is about him. And like this pastor was saying, you know, we put ourselves in the Bible and we say, me, me, me. And so many pastors now will preach it. It's all about you and a better you. And um, the best is yet to come. And, And I would say yes to that as far as heaven. The best is yet to come in heaven. But in this life, it isn't all about us. And we're not living here just for us. What do I need? It's about Jesus. 
And that's hard sometimes when things are hard in our lives. But that's like that prayer Jesus said, not what I want, not my will, but you worse, Father. What is it you would have me do? How do I handle this situation? We have to be careful when things are coming our way that are hard. Maybe something in your marriage or something with a child or with your health. And we can feel weak. And I think about the scripture, the spirit is willing. And I think Jesus actually says that. Yeah, it is um, a little bit further there in Mark. He says, watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And then it does say a little bit further. And again, he went away and prayed. So he prayed several times. And it says he spoke the same words. And so, yeah, our spirit can be willing, but our flesh can be weak. So be careful there when things are happening, where you turn, who you listen to. I want to encourage you to spend time with the Lord. And I know it's easier to go to other things because we want that instant, um, I would say gratification, but not even that, just that um, we want the pain to go away. And I get that. We don't want to feel pain. But sometimes we have to do some work with the Lord to figure out what's going on. Why am I feeling this way and why is this happening? And some things are out of our control and we can't figure it all out. I'm not saying that. But it's just important that we go to the Lord and we pray and we talk to him and we remember it isn't all about us. And it's not wrong to put yourself in the word or or to take it um, personally for you. Because like I was saying, as the scripture says, that these things happen as examples for us from our forefathers. We can learn from them and it shows us the right thing and the wrong thing to do. And it encourages us and strengthens us. So it's not wrong to say, um, you know, these scriptures are for us. God will show us scriptures that personally are for us. But really, it should be freeing to know that it's not about us. It's not all about us and what we need and me, 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 me time and where do I go and what do I think. But it's really freeing to know that we don't have to play God anymore. We're not God. Another newsflash, we're not God. God is God. He is the great I am. He is a present God. He's here now. And he is for us. He's not against us. He does love us and he is for us. Scripture tells us that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. But he is God and he's a holy God. And that really is our great hope. So when things happen, when stressful situations come our way, we can go, oh, this is bad. This looks bad. But I know. But therefore, yet, nevertheless, I'll have hope. I'll trust in God because I know who he is. I know what he's done. I know what he can do. I know who he is. He is a holy God, a good God, a faithful God. And I know it's easy to be gripped in fear. You know, when I was telling my mom about the accident this morning and how I was upset and just how I was feeling like the world was just a mess. She was like, yeah, you know, agreeing with me. But she said, you know, but don't stay gripped in fear. You know, you can then begin to feel like just everything's messed up and I don't want to go anywhere. And, you know, how the mind can play tricks on us and make us think that everything's bad and nothing will ever be good and we can just start to go, you know, negative. And I know sometimes it feels good to do that. 
I think about that. You know, I know one time I say to my kids a lot of times, don't say shut up, don't say shut up. And a lot of times they do, they yell it to each other. And one time I just got mad at them in the car and I just yelled, shut up, really loud to them. And I have to say, you know, I'm embarrassed to say it, but I'll be honest with you. It felt good in that moment. It was freeing. But why was it freeing? You know, I think about it now. Because we have so much anger and different things built up in us when we do yell or we punch a wall or we, um, you know, do something kind of crazy, throw something or whatever it is. And we feel a release because we've had so much built up in us, bottled up like a soda bottle, just ready to explode when it's opened. And so if we're getting to that point where it's feeling good to yell or do whatever we're doing, that's not in line with the spirit of God then we have to readjust there, figure out what's going on and say, oh God, something is not right. And we need to spend time with him. Like I know for me, if I don't spend time with the Lord, daily time with him, let's say I've missed days of the Bible or spending time with the Lord. And that can happen when we have, you know, busy times in our life, um, lives like holidays come around, you have family visiting, whatever it is, you've been sick or something, and then you kind of get out of your normal routine, and you're just not spending that daily time. I know for me, I start to feel frustrated. I start to, you know, get caught up in things that don't matter, start to want things of the world, start, you know, I want this, I want that way, and it's like, mm -mm. nope, and I'm more aware of it, you know, I still could let it go for days, but I start to go, okay, (laughs) It was like even today when I was starting to feel just real upset and emotional and like this world is messed up. And of course, the enemy wants us to feel that way down, downcast. I was like, I need to spend time with the Lord because he is the answer. He is our hope. And it just changes our thinking. It gets us in line with him. And that's where we need to also be praying. What are you trying to do, Lord? What are you doing in the world and what would you have me do? Not what I will, but what you would will for my life. What is your will for me, Lord? And I know that by spending time with him, by communicating with him and listening. And I have trouble listening to the Lord. I don't know if you do. It's a lot easier to talk and to tell him what I need. But I, I got to get better at listening. And I want to encourage you as well. We've got to get better at listening, right? And so, yeah, it was a good reminder for my mom. Don't get gripped in fear and think that everything's bad. And we have a lot of cute sayings sometimes as Christians like, it's just faith over fear, have faith over fear. But it really is true that we just have to have faith over fear. And we do that by recognizing who God is and that he's bigger than any situation in the Ukraine. He's bigger than your health problem. He's bigger than the struggle in your marriage. He's bigger than that addiction. He's bigger than that problem at your job. He's bigger than your children fighting or your children walking away from the Lord. He's bigger than that all. He's bigger than the economy. He's bigger than a pandemic. He's bigger than your pain or your loss. And I don't mean this to sound like just get over yourself. And if you're feeling down, well, you're just, you know, you don't have faith. 
and get over yourself. Please don't take it that way. Because I know what it's like to be afraid. I know what it's like to be lonely. I understand that life can grip us with fear. I get that. Please hear my heart there. I know life is hard and maybe you're in a a season right now you just can't believe in faith over fear and I get that. But if you're in that point right now, a low point, please just don't um, don't discontinue, I should say, spending time with the Lord and calling on Him and praying to Him. I know it can be hard sometimes to believe that He hears you, that things will change, and you just want to get rid of the pain. But see, that's a temporary fix. It's like putting a Band-Aid on a huge crack or a little bit of piece of tape on a huge, you know, crack in the wall. That's just going to keep growing and growing and it might fix it for a little while, but it's going to be a temporary fix. So I just want to encourage you today, just keep coming to the Lord, keep saying your scriptures, keep trying to pick up your Bible, keep praying. And just know that it will get better. It will change. We have the same struggles as many of our forefathers did, as our um, examples in the Bible. They were tempted and they were tried and they went through a lot of things. And so are we and so do we. But we serve the same God. And now we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us if we believe in Jesus Christ. And he is our helper. He is our comforter. And he is our guide. And he can help us in this life. And you can trust that he hears you today when you're praying and you're calling on Jesus. He's faithful and he is hearing what you're saying. And remember, he was tempted and tried. He lived a human life, so he understands. And you can come boldly to the throne of grace and know that he hears you. Know that he can help you. Know that he loves you. So don't you dare give up today. Keep believing for a miracle, not only in your life, in your family's life, in your marriage, in this world. I want to encourage you, pray for your neighborhood, pray for your city, pray for your state, pray for your nation, pray for the world, pray for our leaders. And pray for those where you don't understand their decisions that they're making as a leader. Know that they're still a human and still a person. And God wants no one to perish. So let's pray for them. Let's come to the Lord with a humble heart, humble spirit, and pray for those in leadership. That they would hear the Lord and they would not live for themselves alone but they would live for God, that their hearts would be turned, their hearts would be softened. Pray for softened hearts. So thank you today that you join me, and I pray you have um, a good rest of your day or um, good morning whenever you're listening to this. Um, I just pray that um, you fill the Lord with you and that you turn to him no matter what. He's the God of the good and the bad. And I just thank you for joining me. God bless you. Take care.
and know that God is right there with you. God bless you today or evening. Take care, friend.